Welcome to HLB Cross Border Business Talks, HLB's global podcast series on international business topics. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to um, the HLB podcast series on cross border business talks. Now, October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month and it's dedicated to helping individuals and businesses protect themselves online as threats to technology and confidential data become more commonplace. At HLB, we produced our annual report to mark cybersecurity awareness. The report has been prepared with responses from over 750 senior IT professionals from a variety of sectors. This report gives guidance to the network on prevalent risks to cybersecurity and how they adopt best practices to protect their firms. I am joined in the podcast by Jim Burke, HLB Chair of Technology and Advisory. Hi, Jim. How's it going, Abu? Great, thank you. And Gustavo Solis, partner firm at HLB Mexico and member of HLB Digital. Hey, Gustavo. Hey, hi, Abu. Good morning. Thank you guys for joining. So let's deep delve into the findings of, the, of our cybersecurity report. Maybe I'll open up with a question um, to, to both of you, really. Yes. Um, I'd like to start by asking what you thought was the most surprising finding of the report. Okay, so let me let me lead on this one, Abu. So I, I'll tell you, I was shocked, right? When we looked at the responses and we saw, again, keep in mind the population here, we have senior IT professionals that answered a survey. And, you know, we, we put out a press release on this a few weeks ago. 78% of senior IT professionals believe their organizations are not prepared for cyber attacks. I said not prepared for cyber attacks. So here I am, right? I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a CEO of a company. If my senior IT professionals believe that they are not prepared for a cyber attack, I need to be concerned. That to me, Abu, was shocking. Thank you, Jim, and um, echo echo exactly your sentiments. That that was some of the results we found were were very very, um, as you as you mentioned, shocking. Um, Gustavo. Yes. Uh, well, to me, one of the it wasn't a surprise. It's just a confirmation uh, that a problem that uh, that we have as a society that um, one of the most concerning things is the cybersecurity skills shortage, shortage. Sorry, so we don't have enough people to deal with all the cyber cybersecurity threats all around the world. So this is um, a serious concern because this is not a problem that is going to be solved from one day to another. We need universities and we need colleges and, and, and uh, postgraduate studies to fulfill this gap between what is needed and we are we have currently in, in, in our capabilities. To me, that's one of the most uh, um, shocking issues. Thank you, Gustavo. And really, maybe a question along those lines. Is there anything that in our industry as accounting firms that we can do um, or we can add um, to the training and learning that that we we provide um, for cybersecurity. Sure. So so Abu, you know, uh, we, we've talked about this many times. You know, life is all about training. Life is all about learning. And it would, especially when it comes to cyber and cyber attacks and cybersecurity awareness, you need to continually be addressing those issues with your staff. I look at best practices for our industry. Very often we get asked, 
Why should we hire an accounting firm? Why should we hire a chartered accountant? Why should we hire a CPA to help us with protecting and cybersecurity awareness? Why? Because we understand the vulnerabilities that exist around data. There's a service that uh, CPAs uh, can provide. It's called a SOC 2 audit. So think about this. You trust your accountant today with your financial statements, right? You go to your accountant to do audited financial statements. Many people around the globe are not aware of a SOC 2. SOC 2 is basically an audit around those best practices uh, concerning technology and protecting data. So that's one of the things that, that someone can reach out to our industry to un better understand those types of reports for best practices around that space. Great, thank you, Jim. Um, really leading on to that, so it seems like the labour market is going through some challenges, you know, particularly in attracting and retaining talent. Um, you know, retaining talent has come up in, in many industries. It's, it's been prevalent in our industry for, for a while now. Um, so, you know, retaining talent has also come up as a threat to cybersecurity. How do you recommend firms retain the talent they have and upskill them um, so they're constantly learning and keeping with the evolving cyber landscape? Um, really interesting thing that's come up from this survey as well is that um, the top two concerns um, of IT professionals are more focused on skills and training, so the human aspect um, of cybersecurity rather than technology. Gustavo, I think you mentioned about universities um, and, and learning. Is there anything else maybe you want to add to this question? Yes, for, well, for, for sure, uh, we have um, a shortage of people, but I think one of the 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 perspectives that we we are not facing is the different generations are in in the in the workspace uh, first we started like the baby boomers the <clears throat> the x generation the millennials and then the centennials we struggle with the arrival of millennials to the market but right now, millennials are already working on, on a on a senior level. You know, most of them are 40 plus, and they're kind of getting used to the job. But now the challenge is with the younger people, the centennials, that they have a different view of life, and uh, uh, and they don't they have a different way of uh, approaching things. And if they're not interested in something. They will not behave accordingly to, 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 for example, security threats. So to me, one of the major concerns is to, to make aware the people about the threats, about what uh, we should be doing at work. And millennials are the generation that grew up with te technology. It's, it's in their nature. They grew up with with the iPads, with iPhones, with with the technology. So they're by nature they're more skilled than the previous generations. But what I think is missing is is the the awareness. Awareness is is the key factor to me at all levels. That's you know that's a great point, uh, Gustavo. And you know the only thing I'll add to that is that you know as employers out there. We need to be aware that technology is moving at lightning speeds, right? It's moving very quickly. So although someone may have graduated from university or college with an expertise in technology, there is such a skill shortage because they're going everywhere. We know about the great resignation going on in all of our around the globe today with, with a shortage of great employees. The cybersecurity space is no different. 
So what I would suggest is that, you know, we as employers out there really understand the needs of cybersecurity specialists, continue to give training uh, in that cybersecurity space, continue to foster development of their skill sets to keep up uh, with the ever increasing uh, uh, awareness around the cybersecurity space. It's not going away. We just need to make sure that we continually train all of our employees, including those in our uh, IT teams, our cybersecurity teams, about you know latest and greatest uh, best practices when it comes to protecting uh, company data. Brilliant, thank you, Jim. Thank you, Gustavo. Maybe one other thing I can add to this, and your comments will be really useful here as well, is that um, you know the top issue is cybersecurity skill shortage. So. Do you think and is it a good idea um, that maybe using offshore managed services where you have a, a, a service that's provided by you for, for security, your company is protected by, by the managed service provider? How would, you, how would you feel about that, taking into account that we are accounting firms? Uh, let, let me tell you, I think, I, I often say, you know, why accounting firms? Why, account, why go to your accounting firm when it comes to cybersecurity? Because we understand the risks around financial data. That's what it's all about. So we understand the financial aspects. We also understand the cyber aspects. I would, I would encourage a company. You may have a great internal IT team. They're great at keeping the lights on. They're great at making sure there's no disruption with respect to hardware. But to be honest with you, they may not be properly trained in cyber and cybersecurity awareness. Many of our firms around the globe, our member firms of HLB around the globe, they have cybersecurity specialists on staff. So I would seriously consider tapping into those resources that are available through our network and possibly outsource some of those cybersecurity, uh, cybersecurity services. Perfect. Thank you, Jim. Uh, Gustavo, any thoughts on this? Uh, yes, I think that, that <clears throat> the COVID-19 brought a lot of pain and a lot of problems, but also open opportunities with the remote work. The boundaries or the borders in the amount of the countries virtually have disappeared. So right now I could be working with some people anywhere on the world. So so I believe that in this matter of cybersecurity, especially in cybersecurity, you can hire people from all over the places. They don't have to travel. They don't have to be inside. We can be working remotely and we can take advantage of all the, the skills that are developed in, in, in different, different territories. Um, as we mentioned sometime in the past, even though every country has cybersecurity threats, Every country is different. Every country have different consequences. They they have different um, laws. They have different um, uh, capabilities infrastructure. So we have to have like a, a localized a point of view when we're talking about cybersecurity work. But it, it's like a, a saying, an old saying that that think globally and act locally. So we we have resources all over the world would we have to to be able to 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 give specialized um service in every location thanks gustavo i love that think globally act locally that, that's great um so along those lines moving on to the next question and you touched on this a little bit gustavo so 
um, the environment that we're in now has changed um, since the pandemic. So hybrid working has become, you know, embraced by as a, as a preferred way of working by many organizations. Um, as you mentioned, Gustavo, the pandemic has accelerated this, but however, it has left companies and employees at an increased threat of threat of an attack. So how can firms better adopt procedures and protect themselves from the cloud and its vulnerabilities? Maybe question question um, to Jim on this one, and and just yeah. just just while leading you on to Jim, that we found that as you mentioned earlier as well, we found that the only a quarter of companies that we've surveyed are fully prepared for a cyber attack. Right. So let, let's think about this, Abu. Right. The whole world is migrating to the cloud, so all their applications are growing to the cloud. We are all dealing with. I know in North America, we're dealing with staff that are not going to come back to work. We see that in Eastern Europe, we see it in Western Europe, we see it throughout Asia, we see it in Australia, we see it throughout all different uh, regions around the world. So look, this is here to stay. And and with this, you know, I think one of the uh, one of the uh, items that we highlighted in our survey is 81% express concern over cloud vulnerabilities. Cloud vulnerabilities are caused by two things. One, this employ our employees working in this remote environment, utilizing the cloud to transfer uh, transfer data. And the other is just the, the fact that uh, we're all migrating to the cloud on cloud-based applications, right? So we have to be aware that we need to address, if we had processes and procedures in place for addressing cyber vulnerabilities pre-pandemic, during a pandemic, we have to revisit them today. Uh, you know, I, I would seriously revisit those policies, understand it's not going away, and we need to make changes. There are certain best practices that we see out there uh, in, in, uh, globally. We talk about the NIST framework, which to me is a, a global framework upon which so many other frameworks, whether it's GDPR or the standards that, that have uh, appeared throughout other regions, are built upon. Everything can be traced to that. You know, we, we go back to that NIST framework and understand when we have a remote work environment, when we're utilizing the cloud, taking advantage of, of, of applications out there, vulnerabilities exist. We minimize those vulnerabilities by following uh, standards that are uh, dictated under the NIST framework. Thank you, Jim. Um, Gustavo, just if you could touch on that question, but as well, I just wanted to add another another aspect of this. Do you think, because of the of the accelerated technology that we have, companies have put in, um, and the increased likeliness of attacks, do you think, or do you see hybrid working sort of, um, you know, disappearing and and companies going back into um, on-premise working again? Uh, no, I, I don't see that happening at all. Uh, you know, in, in big cities, as, as in Mexico City, the commuting time for people is is is, is terrible. They, they spend one or two hours or more every day commuting. So right now that people have the, 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 the benefit of working from home, I don't see people going back to office um, in the future. Actually, there are companies that are struggling and and people prefer to, to resign than, than going back to the office. So I, I see, I, I think that home office or remote office is, is here to stay. So saying that, and, and the rapid change of uh, technology, as, as Jim mentioned, 
it's it's um a very worrying aspect because to have something secure you have to have a lot of things uh, uh technology itself uh, procedures uh, training many things and you just need one thing to to fail to have a problem so the challenge is is huge you as a responsible of security you have to provide tens and tens of, of uh, security controls, but you only need one thing to fail to have a major problem. So that that it's a, an enormous challenge to, to cybersecurity people. Great, thank you, Gustavo. So this leads me on to, to the really the next question is with regards to technology. Um, you know, as we know, it's advancing at a colossal rate. Um, and really the question is around what firms can do to protect themselves um, from this from this evolvement. Um, we, we hear now um, cyber attacks are now using AI uh, to to send out um, phishing emails, which which looks so real that, you know, I think it takes an expert to be able to spot these now. Um, so is it enough to react to an attack uh, uh, or, or what what would you say to a company, Jim, if they said we have technologies in place? Um, we don't need a, a framework or a procedure in, to 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 follow. I would say you're crazy, right? I would say, look, best practices, make sure what you're doing is you're exercising best, best practices around putting controls in place regarding cyber and cybersecurity awareness, working with your internal IT teams, working with external uh, providers to ensure that you've implemented those best practices. You heard me talk about NIST framework, making sure you, you your cybersecurity specialists understand the purpose of it. Maybe you've gone out, you've gotten a, a SOC 2 audit, as I, I, I've talked about, but it doesn't end there. It happens every single day. You need to push continuous training to your employees. And uh, I'll add one thing, Abu. Make sure if you're an executive in a business that there's a no exception policy. The same training that you push for the entry level person in your business one day out of school is the same training that you're pushing for the seasoned legacy professionals that are running at the highest uh, levels within your organization. Because all it takes is one one flaw, one breakdown in the system, one person to be victim to a, a, a phishing attack, it could it could literally be the downfall of an entire organization. So all I would say, train, 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 and continue to train every single person in your organization about cybersecurity best practices. Thanks, Jim. It's a great point you touched on there. Uh, maybe a question for Gustavo. Um, how about uh, companies and, and invest investments they make into cybersecurity. Um, and what about leadership from 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 the top? Uh, are these factors? Wow, that's that's a very good question, uh, Abu. Uh, you know, and um, from a country which is uh, trying to apply like uh, saving saving measures in, in the economy. Uh, for people who has the people who have the the, the decision making a power but they don't have the awareness of security sometimes they believe that uh, they're overspending in security because because they don't see any any short-term result when you invest in in, in in security you really hope not to see the the result because that would mean that that everything is working fine if you don't see anything, 
things are working fine because you, you don't have any any security event. But normally, when they then decide where to invest money, if they don't see any return in 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 the short term, they tend to start cutting expenses in cybersecurity. So that leads to a, a bigger exposure to threats. So to me, awareness in the decision-making level, it's a key factor to, to stay protected for, from cybersecurity threats. Brilliant, thank you, Gustavo. So really my, my final question, I'm coming to the end, end of the podcast now. So um, running on to what we've discussed earlier, you know, suppose leads us nicely on to what we all mentioned, what the alarming find was at the beginning was that 70%, 78% of those surveyed felt that the organization wasn't prepared for a cyber attack. Uh, maybe Jim, Gustavo, if you could touch maybe firstly on thoughts why businesses, although we talk about it all the time, are still not prepared um, on cybersecurity and maybe one, one piece of advice that you would give them. Sure, sure. So, Abu, look, we, we, there's lots of distractions going on in the world at all times. We have wars going on. We have, you know, pandemics that are happening. We have economies that are, are either inflation or recession. There's lots of things that are concerning business entrepreneurs today. Uh, I would say you need to put cybersecurity up there. I, I'll tell you, as one of, if not the biggest threat to our society today, there's, it's hands down. And there's so much that we can be doing. We can't control a lot of the wars. We can't control the economy. But you can control your cybersecurity position. All I would suggest is that, look, if you don't have the resources internally to address this, and even if you think you do, engage someone. I look at our entire HLB network. We have cybersecurity specialists throughout our entire HLB network around the globe. Have us peek under the covers. Have us take a look at your cybersecurity awareness. So when your internal IT team says, we're good with cybersecurity, we're protected, just have another set of eyes peek under just to ensure things are going good. Because to me, this is what would keep me up at night, especially when we hear that 78% of IT professionals feel that they're not prepared. I'm really concerned about that. I would engage someone on the outside, peek under the covers, and you know what? Let's be prepared so that we can flip this ratio upside down. Brilliant. Jim, thank you so much. Uh, Gustavo, final comments from you? Yes, uh, there's a saying <clears throat> saying in, in, in Spanish, I don't have to translate that into English, but uh, but when you see that your neighbor is, is uh, struggling with something, you should get ready because you're next. And um, in Mexico, recently we had um, a major leak of information in in the army. They, they extracted like millions of documents from the army. And this, the same, the same uh, hackers, they attacked the, the, the army in, in Chile, in Colombia. And when you think, which, what are the, 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 the more reliable institutions in the countries? I mean, if you have to trust in, in some institution that is, is secure, Normally, you would think the army is is very very secure. The reality is is different. So, if 
if hackers can attack successfully armies in the, the, their cyber cybersecurity uh, vulnerabilities, imagine what the, the hackers can do to your company. So, and you don't know, you, you're not sure what happened until it happens. And maybe that's too late. So you have to, to be ready and and don't think that it's not it's not going to happen to you. It will happen to you eventually. It's just a matter of time, unfortunately. Thank you, Gustavo. Um, so that this is the end of our podcast. And uh, just to summarize, really, the, we've heard now how the, the biggest threat to our society today is cybersecurity. Um, we heard that our way of working has changed and, and you know, there's more likely than not that it will stay. It will not go back to, to on-premise again, as we had previously. Um, but you can control your cybersecurity position. And we heard some of the best practices uh, that were highlighted by, by Jim and Gustavo. Engage cyber specialists, implement a framework, continue training and education. Um, to check out the HRB report to see other best practices and see how HRB can help um, with your cyber position. Thanks for listening. For more information about this topic and other cross-border business insights, visit www.hlb.global forward slash insights.